Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. We're recording ahead of time because this one's coming out on a holiday week. Um, ha- happy Thanksgiving. Uh, when this episode comes out, it will probably be, uh, you know, it will probably be Black Friday. Uh, or who knows? Maybe I'll I'll get a, a spur of of uh, you know. A spur of motivation and, and get it up on on Wednesday or something. But at, at any rate, yeah, in time you know, for the holiday drive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at any rate, uh, it it will be uh, the time that we we typically think of now as the start of the holiday shopping season. And most yet, years, and and yet, um, a couple weeks ago. My uh, my brother sent me a screenshot of a story from the Atlantic, and uh, you know, it, it. He said the the story includes uh, Americans are buying more stuff than ever before. That's good, which is a, a thing that I, I have some some sort of philosophical quibbles with, but whatever. <laughs> But because of supply constraints, it can feel like there's a painful shortage of just about everything, and that's bad. So that it seems pretty uncontroversial that that is bad, but like, what's what's going on? I'm glad you asked, Sean, because I did some research for this week. I read yes. articles. I read new one of us would. Let me tell you what's going on. I think I got this from the Morning Brew, which I'm pretty sure everybody who listens to this is probably in that demographic that they also get that. So, um, you know, going going back to no, I mean, I have Kevin. Well, is that a flavor of coffee? Well, mine's a. I have a personal connection. Anyway, I'm a for former those, subscriber. For for those of I you that of that it applies to, I am going to because it's holiday and I'm I'm feeling fun. Um, I'm going to refer to a Mad Men episode where Don Draper um, uh, remarks that, hey, don't tell us the research that we all read together. But I'm going to say that anyways, which is that right now retail is doing really, really well. They're very happy. Walmart is stoked. Everybody's buying stuff. Meanwhile, consumer confidence is the lowest it's been in decades. So it is mind-boggling, but as Jordan Weissman at at Slate basically said, we're buying too much stuff, which you could say is good. The problem, and to get to really a key point in our discussion, the supply chain is designed to be super, super efficient and to move exactly as much stuff as is expected to be in it. What's happening right now is that there's way more stuff than normal, and uh, basically it can't account if there are only supposed to be 10 boxes or, or, you know, in a warehouse, if there are 12, that screws up the whole thing. And then you multiply that all the way from, from port to your, you know, 
your mailbox, um, there are going to be issues. And, and that's a lot of what is happening right now. Yeah. So is the problem that there's too much stuff or is the problem that there is too much demand for stuff? Because those are two very different issues. Well, there's too much stuff arriving into things like ports are more than the supply chain is able to account for in scaling okay. that and you know scale is our favorite word in the age of modernization sure. it's hard to scale the supply chain in this short period of time yeah well I, there are also i think it comes you know right after this this time where like a big thing is is uh cars and when COVID started that businesses made a you know guess as to how long this is going to interrupt their business and um you know, like rental car places sold all their cars and the recovery from that initial, you know, plunge um, was quicker. And so that kind of backed things up, um, you know, and now it's followed by this other issue, I guess. So. Is that the same thing that's happened with computer chips? I know we have a shortage of those, and Kevin, you might be the expert in that territory. Is that a is that a natural materials thing, or is that just demand is so high because people? Yeah, are it's it's at both. Home? So I mean, that's the other thing that happened is that the the things that people were buying kind of it was trending in one direction, but then it kind of was accelerated by the everyone being home, people needing more computers, people moving into different living situations, but. There's also a, um, so yeah, the demand went up at the same time that the material shortage to, to make the chips um, happened. Like, uh, we would love to sell computer chips to as many people that want to buy them, but we, we can't because there's a actual material shortage that, because the um, factories kind of slowed down or got shut down during the pandemic and you know these things are just it's a you know the things that they're working on now are the things that are going to be sold later so mm-hmm. we're part of it is we're we are still just hitting a bit of a bit of the effects that happened um you know 18 months ago or whatever yeah and and this is like you know lots of people who for for years spent their days commuting to an office and sitting at a desk and and doing work all of a sudden found themselves at home with a lot of unexpected free time and uh, you know a comparative lack of supervision and it seems like our answer to to that was to buy a whole bunch of shit on the internet and don't and don't forget there are two there are two things in there that we didn't say are really important. One, which you did kind of say, Sean, our habits changed. Our the the way we live has changed, and you're going to want to buy different things. And it takes a while to respond to that as a producer. The other thing is a lot of consumers, and this is where it's good, quote unquote. Um, a lot of consumers did get an extra flush of cash you know if they kept their jobs and everything a lot of people were also eligible for for some stimulus checks and they went and spent that money a lot of people saved it too but there are instances Mm -hmm. of like there is a little bit extra money to spend and you're spending less maybe on your your um your commute and, and stuff like that so it's all a balance but i think it is important that our habits changed and some people decided to like 
spend money towards those habits changing because they had more money, whatever the case may be. But we are coming to this point now where people, everybody, I say everybody, but a lot of people are going to want to spend some money because they do every year around this time. And I've already been getting emails. I'm sure you have too. Retailers really want us to start spending our money early Mm -hmm. um, because of these issues and they don't want you to be mad at them that it's going to take two months for that new thing to arrive at your place and what i kind of wanted to see with you all today is this this has been written about a lot and we've had a lot of time to reflect on it um this impending doom of not getting that thing delivered to you by christmas has it changed the way you are maybe buying end of your gifts for Christmas or otherwise for Hanukkah, whatever holiday? Um, has it changed the way you were thinking about what and how you're going to give gifts? Well, for for me, it it probably will. I'm kind of, you know, I guess I feel like I'm behind on that because of this issue, even though in most years I probably wouldn't have you know, worried about it until now. Um, but I, I mean, it already has impacted me in that, um, again, we moved, we moved into a much bigger space a few months ago and we were kind of seeing some of the issues then. And oftentimes my purchasing decisions were, it was more about like, what can I get in the next five days rather than what is the thing that I want the most. And, you know, I imagine that there, there might be, um, some of that when it comes to to christmas shopping there might be some gifts that i want but like i want i want to give the gift before the 25th and if i don't get it then i'm not gonna get if i can't be sure that i'm going to get it by then i will probably opt for something else and and that's in kevin i think that that's a really interesting framing the the other thing that that you have um maybe as as a as a benefit and you have a little bit more control over it than say max is you will probably see a lot of people that you would celebrate Christmas with or or end of your holidays with anyways. Um, Max, I'm interested in how you have what Kevin is discussing and then also the aspect of you have less control than maybe he does of getting gifts to to people that you want to give gifts to. Yeah, I, I mean, I was already considering it for that reason now that I'm now that I'm living across the country from a lot of people who I'd like to get gifts to. I have to... I can't buy the majority of them on Christmas Eve like I normally do. Um, mm-hmm. I probably have to give them a few more days so that I can, I guess, ship them or throw them across the country. Um, can't you just ask your brother to go pick up a bunch of lottery tickets? I think that, that'll that work. <laughs> That's worked before. It's definitely a decent prize. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely considering it. The podcast is making me ruminate on all the various people who... Uh, who deserve gifts from me and and what I should do for them because I don't know yet. Maybe I'm going to go into panic. It's a good thing we're recording early because I, yeah. I have an I have an extra week on all the people listening. <laughs> but that that's all. That is also I don't know in itself like that is its own kind of interesting nugget of like thinking about not just how but like who you give gifts to. I would say that that this has probably changed my thinking and approach to gift giving. It sounds like the least of the four of us. And I think a big part of that is that, frankly, I don't 
necessarily give holiday gifts to all that many people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's, so a lot of it is sort of clustered within my family and, uh, you know, even before all of this, my, my immediate family has been kind of trying to make a, a proactive move towards less gift giving anyway, uh, because we just all like every Christmas for 10 years, we just like look around and like, man, this is way too much shit. Um, and so like already within my siblings, you know, I have, I have a brother and a sister and the way we handle gift giving with, you know, among ourselves is that each pair of siblings gets a gift for the other sibling. So like that's, it's two things to worry about. We, we generally band together as the three of us and give our parents a, a gift card to a local restaurant, uh, something, you know, something more kind of experiential and, and something for them to go do. So like, you know, between them and Emily, Emily is, uh, you know, we do a lot of like, local stuff a lot of like used bookstore type shopping and and so like those those avenues don't seem to me to be particularly foreclosed by supply chain stuff um so so maybe i'm maybe i'm getting off easy yeah and and, i mean also the thing sean that that you hit on and, and and i think about is is you're really giving gifts to people that you know that you will see Um, and, you know, and even, even with Kevin, I, I kind of broad brushed it, but there might be people who give gifts to that, that you, you don't see. And, and I think that if there are people you see that at those holiday times, that's where I think there's a bit more of pressure. And the way I'm thinking about that, maybe approaching that is how do I limit, how do I limit the things that I can't control? Um, you, you know, you mentioned kind of used bookstores, things that are local and stuff. How do I avoid, you know, shipping, even if, even if I ship something myself and I go to the post office, unfortunately things outside of everybody's control are going on in the postal service right now. And you really don't know when it's going to get there. Now, if you're not seeing that person anyways, maybe it's a thought that counts as long as it gets there eventually, maybe that's fine. But if I can have a bit more control, you know, in me purchasing something, me avoiding shipping it or, or having a very controlled shipping situation. I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. So ordering something from a big retailer and expecting them to ship it, there's a trust there. And like, I expect they'll do well, but given all the messaging this year, maybe I need to re, you know, rethink yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I think for me, that's partly like, well, I would ideally want to avoid big real retailers. I think in my head, if I am worried about a timeline, then like that would, I would want to use a big retailer because I would, like you said, trust them to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I also think that if, if I compare it to shopping, like in person, you know, I think, I, I don't know about you guys, like, but I've noticed when I go to places to shop in person now, like, like Home Depot or like a big retailer that there's not enough people working there and it is oftentimes much more annoying than shopping for it online on the home depot website so there there you know there there are two ironies there one in this moment where where we have celebrated people quitting jobs that maybe aren't the best 
we are now running into the results of that, which is the Home Depot is not well staffed and, and stuff right now or, or wherever. The other thing is what I just said, and thank you, Kevin, for calling me out on it, which is I said that I am trusting my own research more than these institutions that have been doing it for eons. Okay, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. So so I will take that one as, as maybe that is silly and not, not well informed. But I salute you, it, Cole Beasley. But if if it pushes me, if it pushes me to get solutions that are local and more thoughtful, um, maybe maybe I'm trying to push myself to do that. I'm trying to push myself to like go to these like I went to an antique market which I ended up being very bad for this. But like I'm trying to go buy stuff from local makers because. I think that's cool and special. And while it's not the doohickey on Amazon, I don't know. It's, it, it could be more thoughtful. So we, we've talked a lot about online stores. I'm glad Kevin brought up, I guess, the Home Depot and you're bringing up local stores. But I found that when it comes back to, I haven't noticed a, a lack of staff necessarily. Um, but what I have noticed is a lack of stuff. I mean, whether it's the Home Depot or my grocery store or even the local like menswear store here, the shelves are, you know, shelves are empty is a, is a bit of a, an overstatement, but there are very clearly missing items, um, in all three of those, those avenues. And so it makes it almost tougher because you feel like, oh, this is something I want to get. And maybe you want to get it at a local store, but because of the supply chain and the abilities of these larger big box stores to have, you know, I, like, I just read something today that Walmart is just basically essentially chartering their own shipping container ships, to bring things from China to the United States that Walmart can keep their stores shelves stocked with goods that these local stores can't do that. Have you found that as in, you know, in person or is that just where I am? Cause I'm, I've noticed groceries, but I don't have many local shops where I'm at to, uh, to notice the other things, but yeah, I definitely noticed the groceries. Yeah, I would say I probably notice it more with with that sort of stuff. But like, but this is is making me think of a, a bit of a counterpoint to what Pierce said earlier about you know trying to to limit the things that you can't control. Uh, on some level, every part of this is something that you can't control. Besides, like your expectations about this, and like, I, I, I look, I, I, I'm, I'm. I am a, a proponent when you can get something from a local maker or in a local store. Like I, I think that's a, a cool and good thing to do. But I also think that maybe maybe we're all kind of botching this a little bit from the standpoint of worrying about, uh, you know, uh, of maybe worrying a little too much about whether or not something arrives in time like a christmas gift for someone and, and uh, you know pierce pierce is someone like when i think of pierce one of the first things that comes to mind is like you are a person who is very thoughtful about gift giving and and you put you put some feeling behind it you put not necessarily research but like you put <laughs> You, but like you put, uh, you know, you put consideration behind it. That's what I was the word I was looking for. That none of that changes if something arrives to someone 
on December 25th or on December 29th. And so like, if mm-hmm. you, on some level, I think that the answer to this is that like, you know, if you order something and, uh, you know, the, the supply chain gods snatch it up and it's going to be delayed by two weeks, who gives a shit? You know, uh, it, it's, it, uh, there's maybe like a tiny pang of disappointment if you like, you know, open an envelope on Christmas day and there's, uh, you know, a screenshotted picture of something that is on its way to you. But like, I, I don't know. We, I've gotten we, that we, before. We love to talk about it's, you know, it's the thought that counts. And like, I, you know, a lot of ways, I think this is an opportunity for us to all put our money where our mouth is on that. Yeah. I think for like, I, I agree with that, but because I know now that, this could be an issue <clears throat> really like I could just do all my Christmas shopping now, but so like if, if something happens, if I get some, uh, a gift to someone after Christmas, it's because like, I knew there would be the supply chain problem, but I still procrastinated anyway. So like, like I, I get the thought, but for me, like that it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of so self-defeating. I mean, buddy, we're already <laughs> and the timing of the thought that counts. <laughs> buddy, we're, we're recording uh, this on November 17th. You're already in the blender on that one. You're yeah. it's it's arguably too late to be concerned about this. I, I don't think it's incumbent upon you to go buying your Christmas gifts on September 24th to make sure they get to you. You know, they get to you in time. Like. It, yeah, I, it, I if, mean, if someone's response, if someone's response to this is, you know, you you didn't plan well enough ahead, like that person is off my gift list forever. Uh, I'm not concerned, but, but I'm I'm only thinking about <laughs> the opinion I would have of myself, not what other people would think of me. So, yeah, I, I mean, Sean, you maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself. Yeah, probably that's probably what we should all do this time of year that seems like the gift we can give ourselves um and sean you make the the right point which is yeah it, it as long as it gets there eventually like it's very thoughtful of you to to get get somebody a gift i, I think the only situation where i'm really concerned about that is people that i will see on that given day if i don't have something for them there's there's a tremendous amount of guilt there but you know the whole the whole card with the picture of it in there, it's probably fine. Also, I will probably see all of three people on Christmas Day, so mm-hmm. like it'll be fine. And um, you know, I I also think there's something to be said about to get to get feely about it. Um, this year of all years, if you're able to see people this time, and maybe you didn't last year, like your 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 presence is is the present if if you will allow me to say that um that's that's a really that's a really big deal and and i think i've also tried to think about it in terms of not necessarily that but an extension of that is like experiential things are are gifts as well and if tangible things are hard to come by right now maybe i need to reframe and think about saying hey in january just because we'll go get we'll go get dinner or or we'll do this thing or or um, I was, I was, I've already gotten a gift that will come and it's in, it's, uh, in the form of, um, going to a Hawks game. Um, like those are like really good things too. And no one has to worry about a container that's waiting in Long Beach. And really that's, you know, that's a, that's a multi-pronged gift because 
that that Hawks game is obviously a gift to whoever you go with, but it's also a gift to me and Kevin in the form of the seven texts we're going to get from you. I, well, it's I also a re- gift for the Hawks because they'll have fans cheering for them. Um, the gift that I, keeps on giving. Actually, and I realize... concessions if you buy a beer there. Oh. I also realize now that that gift has has gone to ash a bit because uh, DeAndre almost certainly will not be playing December 6th or whatever day it is. What do you mean almost certainly? He's yeah, that's that is certainly less than eight weeks from now. Well, it depends if Russell Wilson uh, gives him any of the pixie dust he used to to come back nope. and then throw. Nope. I'll stop. Nope. Not doing that. <laughs> I think we've, the pixie dust is, is back ordered. We've we've descended. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a per- perfect way to pull us out of our rapid descent into Atlanta sports talk, uh, and uh, and and towards the the gift that really the gift that we give all of you every week, which is Pierce's sorry. So, uh, what are you apologizing for? Um, so a lot of you are going to decide in the next month, may, maybe this very day that this comes out, that you need to to go to the gym. You need to return to the gym, which I just did that. And, and I was doing what Max was doing. So I did that. I went to a new gym. And, and you're kind of used to the rhythms of, of your gym, how the machines work. Maybe you're under, on the bench press thing. And, and the way that the hooks catch the bar is a little bit different. And you're like, this is fine. It's been a while. You use the same, you know, or a little bit less than the weight you used before. You're like, I haven't lost a lot of strength. Well, here's what will happen. You will have put one side of the, the, the barbell back on the hooks. And then you'll notice that, that maybe your arms are misshapen or something, but you didn't catch the other one. So the one on your right is just hanging there and you actually don't have any more power left to to really push it up. So it is a couple inches above your chest and you're just holding it there, not making any noise, just staring into the abyss of how did this happen? How did I get here? Why? And fortunately, someone who is 10 years your, your junior and, and very strapping and buff comes over, runs over, helps you again, they were just observant. You weren't yelling or anything. Lifts it back up and say, sorry, man, didn't see you there. And then you just stand there cursing at yourself, saying sorry in embarrassment. So I am sorry to the the young person who helped me put the bar back up. I have learned my lesson and my tail has been between my legs ever since at the gym. I've kept going, but be careful. Know your own strength. If anything, assume you're weak, and that's fine. We accept that here. It's okay. The only way to get stronger is to understand your weaknesses. That's all I've got. What a rich tapestry. (laughs) 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 Um, All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. And the the tricky thing about uh, recording in advance is we're recording this podcast two days after we recorded the last one. And so it's not really like I've uh, had a lot of time to, to, you know, engage with new stuff since then. Uh, So I, what I will say is that uh, I think in a similar spirit to some of the stuff we talked about earlier, uh, I am trying to uh, go through my bookshelves and call out some some things some some books that i have 
already read and and some books that you know i it's i'm kind of forcing myself to get real with myself about whether i'm ever going to read them uh so that i can go uh you know kind of give some uh i'm letting emily take a pass and and see if there's anything that she wants to take to give to her her classes to read but i'm also going to go kind of spread whatever is left around little free libraries in my neighborhood and you know it's i, I i'm not a i'm not a full condo person marie condo not condominium um but i i also did a big sort of closet clean and and took a bunch of stuff you know i've i've had like boxes on the floor of my bedroom for several months now that have been desperately needing to go to Goodwill. And it's just like, it's been, it's been kind of a nice way to stop and spend a little time reevaluating the, the stuff that I, I amass, uh, and, and trying to, to figure out how to put some of it to a, a better use outside of my shelves and closet. So, uh, who knows, maybe you find yourself with, with a little time around the holidays and you look over at your bookshelves and you're like, shit, I got too many of these. Um, maybe, maybe someone else would get some, some enjoyment out of it. Um, but you know, it's a good time for that spring. The idea of spring cleaning is overrated. Clean at any time. Exactly. Uh, all right. That's the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, please tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening.